For right now, I'm going to start several articles, I guess, but they're going to be very short, just a minute or so each. I'm going to call it What We Need to Know. I've put this together over years, and, and it's uh, what I'll do is go through these, put three or four back to back, and then if I don't get to it all today, each week I'll go into what's in these, each bullet point, and actually expand on it so it gives you a reason why these have come up in various discussions. I used to be with the Texas Organic Farmers and Gardens Association called TOFCA. As a matter of fact, I was the president at one time, and we're the ones that sit down and did a lot of this. We're the ones that said, hey, why don't we make a kind of a guide, everybody, you don't have to do it, uh, just things that we've discovered that either people never think about, or they just don't realize you can't even find out about it if you don't go and search for the information. To begin with, our diet and lifestyle choices have a direct cause and effect relationship with the health of you, and for that matter, the environment and the planet. Buying an organic apple has a ripple effect all the way back, pardon it, to the worms in the soil that nourish the apple tree to begin with. You can be a catalyst of change as a single person. That's Some people think it's just, why bother, I'm only one person, but that's just not true. Together we can make huge strides to make the world a little bit greener and a little bit safer. Making small individual changes can lead to broad sweeping changes that will allow us to sustain ourselves and our generations to come. We're, we've, met, we've made progress. It's come a long way. I've been involved in this 30 years. Thanks to consumer pressure, there are generations that don't remember, for instance, that McDonald's hamburgers used to come in a styrofoam container. Countless birth defects and deaths from cancer have undoubtedly been prevented by the banning of DDT, remember that story, PCBs, and municipal recycling programs have kept uncountable tons of slow to biodegrade plastics, styrofoam, and toxic chemicals out of our landfill. We've done some, we've got a lot more to do, and we can all be a part of it, whether it's that one LED light bulb you change to, or it's that one bag that you no longer get in plastic, you're storing things from now on in glass that's reusable over and over instead of throwaway plastic bags. I personally am going to go here in Kerrville to the city council, see why we are still using plastic bags in our grocery stores and most other places. There are exceptions to that. Uh, there's a number of cities that have been very successful at this. Unfortunately, the state of Texas is bass backwards. Uh, that we had a law allowing Austin and some of the cities to ban plastic bags and the state government came in and told the cities they weren't allowed to do it. That was June a year ago, so the coming two years. They've worked around it, some of them that want to, like of Trader Joe's and Whole Foods, but a number of them, the city of Fort Stockton, for instance, just gave up. They had gotten banned plastic bags because of a single veterinarian there. She was a, uh, a big animal vet, large animal vet, and had a very expensive, supposedly, cow that was very sick and was called to help. She took 38 pounds, pounds, folks, it's in the newspaper, of plastic out of this cow. The rumens were so full of plastic that was undigestible that the cow was starving to death. Even though it was trying to eat, it had no way to absorb its food. So she started a one-woman campaign and got its passed, and it lasted about a year, and the state came in to them through Corpus Christi, they also forced Corpus Christi not to be a no plastic city, and told them they weren't allowed to do that anymore. 
all of the other, not all, a number of other states, east and west, and even nearby us, have made laws that over time will eliminate the use of reusable junk plastic bags. Uh, the only first person fighting about it, guess who, is the plastic bag industry. So anyway, that's my first little factoid, and we'll go on to some others. I've been told all my life, you are what you eat. Think about it. There's a strong connection between the diet you choose to consume and your health, and again, the health of the environment and, your, and the generations after you. All of it is basic biology. A healthy diet is not only an insurance policy for your personal well-being, it contributes to the well-being of the world around you. You can reduce your exposure to chemicals and food by eating as low as possible on the food chain. Much of our conventional food has been grown or processed with all kinds of unhealthy additives they don't even have to tell you about. White is an unhealthy color. Remember, white ain't right in the way of food. White is an unhealthy color when it comes to common foods. Cut as many white foods as you can. That sounds silly, but think about it. Sugar, white flour, white rice. Most things that are white don't have much in the way of value to them. Might be one exception, might be cauliflower. I can't think of much else. If it's white, it ain't right. Brown rice, much better for you than white rice. Absolute. Uh, real sugar. If you're going to eat sugar at all, get the, what I, they call it, sugar in the raw, and make sure you get the right one of those, because some sugar companies have discovered this. You know what they do? They take refined sugar and add some coloring to it, so you got brown sugar again. No, you want real first-generation sugar, and it's easy to come by these days. You'll avoid lots of chemicals by buying in season and as close to home as possible. I'm a big pro farmer's market guy. We have a good farmer's market right here in Kerrville. There's a good one in Fredericksburg. I'm not sure the other cities, but I promise you they probably do have them in Marble Falls and Mason. It is the right way to go as much as you can. You're lower on the food chain. You're eating food, first generation food, mostly grown by locals. They don't use as much pesticide as commercial growers. Avoid fried, sugared, and processed food. I probably eat a piece of fried food one day a month. I bake my chicken, I bake my fries, if I want to call them French fries, they're no longer in any grease. The air fryers are fantastic. They even make air fryer ovens now, full-size ovens. I just don't use fried food. Do I use a little oil? Yeah, I use a fair amount of oil, but guess what? I use a fair amount of olive oil, a fair amount of avocado oil, uh, a fair amount of occasionally. I even use coconut oil. I don't think it's quite as high on the chain, but it's certainly better for you than some of the other oils. And if you can get it, cooking with grass pastured fed pig lard has proved to be quite effective. They, they poo-pooed it for 20 years or 25 because they wanted to sell you margarine, which is way worse for you. And my favorite, if you don't overheat it, is to make my own ghee. He is nothing that, but I use organic butter and buy it even at HEB and then you slowly melt it down and let it bubble till the bubbles are gone. That means the water's out and that becomes a very effective cooking medium. I don't want to call it grease or oil. That is a 400 degree temp before it smokes. So you can do some really decent and still be eating something that's decent or basic not so bad for you. We've been taught wrong again that butter is not good for your system. Just not. And, and I always, you know, I go, preach this, 
I always was told not to, so I shouldn't minister it. Eat as much organic food as possible to avoid. You know if you do, you're going to avoid chemical pesticides, residues, hormones, antibiotics that you find in many of our conventional foods because they don't have to tell you. Minimize plastic touching your food, especially if you're cooking in the microwave. Microwave does weird things to break down food and, that, and those phthalates and other chemistries, PFOAs, end up in and on your food. Don't use plastic in a microwave at all. I used to say not use a microwave, but I found out I the, the new microwaves are very efficient. They're not dangerous, folks. That was kind of a, a wise tale. But uh, they do need to be used properly and always with glass containers. Please. Drink clean, and this is the only time I tell you to buy some. Filtered water. In this town, Kerrville, now I live in Comfort, but we occasionally got warnings in the mail that our water was having extra amounts of chemistry, mostly chlorine, put in it because it wasn't healthy, right? Well, what are we doing? And the bad thing is, in some parts of the city, they now use a thing called chloramine. Here's the difference. Chlorine will gas off. I used to set a gallon out every day for, to make coffee with for the next day to give it a chance to gas off. But if they use chloramine, it's a chemical that does not leave the water. As a matter of fact, if you use it to fill your fish tank, it can kill your fish. Okay, so kills fish? Probably not good for you. You can reduce your load on the earth and possibly even on your pocketbook by taking simple conservation steps that actually save you money. Cutting back on energy usage at home, no matter how little amount you do, can reap large benefit over time. Our activities of daily living generate tremendous amounts of trash in this country. How about this? 400 billion, with a B, 400 billion pounds a year. Recycling, even a little, can definitely reduce that amount dramatically. Really dramatic if you're willing to really work at it. Say no to disposable junk, okay? Using disposable alternatives is a much better idea. Such as ceramic coffee cups, not plastic or styrofoam. They reduce the trash, they reduce cost, the chemical exposure to you and to the earth and to the environment around you is lowered a little bit each time you use something that is reusable instead of disposable. Chemicals in the household cleaning supplies can have profound negative effects on your health and that of your family, and most people don't even know what they're using. They're also damaging to waterways and landfills, ah, the Guadalupe River, where they end up eventually in the Gulf of Mexico, probably. Natural cleaning supplies are effective, widely available, and inexpensive, and I can offer here, if you want a list of them, you want me to tell you exactly how a bunch of them are made, come to natureapproved at yahoo.com. Natureapproved at yahoo, write me, it's my email. And I will, I have formulas after our books of it that are things you can almost always make out of stuff that's probably in your house right now. And here's what a lot of people don't think about. Many household furnishings, including mattresses, carpets, and furniture, are made with particle board, which outgasses fumes from formaldehyde they're made with, incidentally, and petrochemicals. Uh, all that have been put in there that are not supposed to leach out, but they do. There's no doubt about it. Removing that kind of furniture, especially from areas where you sleep or spend a lot of time, is an important step for your own personal health. Adequate ventilation can help remove some of the fumes from outgassing furnitures and carpets. 
Our houses are built so tight these days, folks, it's unbelievable. And as a last one, pesticides and herbicides used on lawns and gardens represent a serious health threat. Natural organic products on your garden, on your lawn, are available and are safe and effective. Before the spring gets here, uh, I'm building a new studio where I am, and it eh, should be done by this week. This could sound better than ever. Thanks for staying tuned, and see you next week right here on KVLF 9 to 10 o'clock.